Hello, friends. Hello, planty people. That sounded very like we're about ready to fight. Well, it's been a fight to get to this point. Let's be real. <laughs> we're all fighting. We're doing our best. But we're ex- we're really excited for this episode. At least I am. Well, I know you are. I'm so excited. You love this topic, so I know you are. So, well, let's just get right into it, friends. We have a very special guest. Um, you guys might know him as Hanging Houseplants on the plant interwebs we're here with brian thank you for joining us today hello hello (laughs) hey thank you so much for having me really excited to be here my glasses are already fogging up maybe this isn't (laughs) gonna work out brian (laughs) taking them off okay well today we're talking with brian about all planty things but more importantly like anthuriums and maybe a little bit of like pollination because I think a lot of people are getting into that now, and especially with like the rise of popularity in anthuriums, like just um, our local, one of our local greenhouses, like just this week, got a bunch of more like uncommon anthuriums. In. Wait, which like, one? Tonkadale. You were there. You picked oh. one up. <laughs> okay, that was like two weeks ago. That was last week. No, that was, I was on Tuesday last week. Was it really? Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Well. So I, th- that's what I had predicted. Weren't we talking about this in the earlier episode? And I was like, Anthuriums, they're going to be it. Everyone's getting into them now. Oh, but, yeah. But a little bit late. Like, you know, some of the greenhouses are a little bit behind. So then they finally get them in and we're like not trying to pay those prices anyways. So <laughs> there are some places they don't, they don't know. How anyway, to- <laughs> so Brian's here. Um, we've got a bunch of questions to ask, but I feel like I'm like taking over right now. But I don't know what we're going to talk about. first. So first, we're going to flip the flip the the mic over to Brian and tell us a little about yourself. Tell us like how you got into plants and who are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm Brian at you. Um, I got into plants uh, when I lived in a story. I was when I really started buying a ton of plants, like uh, at the union square market, I was a commercial producer and there was like, if you ever been to the union square in the city, they have like all these trays set up and then people bring in all these vendors. And I just started buying like little cacti and succulents and, all of a sudden, all the windows were filled in my apartment. And, uh, you know, I started putting that. I realized I was like a crazy person when I started putting up a shelf, like in the middle of a window to put <laughs> even more plants on it. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of my origin story. It was just like buying a tons of plants. They were like two, three bucks each because they're so cheap there. And I just murdered them for years. And then uh, mm-hmm. one day I finally figured it out. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's kind of my origin story of how I became a, a plant addict, if you will. It sounds very similar to my origin story. Yeah, it just it <laughs> finally clicks. Once it finally clicks and you're like, oh my God, I did that. I'm keeping them alive. That growth, that's all me, baby. I did that. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's addicting. It's so true. Yeah, yeah, it's addicting. 2008 to 2018, the amount of money I wasted, just sick. <laughs> well, what about yeah. in the last couple of years? I don't kill that many plants, Nicole. Okay. <laughs> I guess you you aren't as like like buying plants as crazy as like I am sometimes. No. <laughs> You're like, nope. I'm not. I'm, I'm not crazy like you. <laughs> I'm, I just picked I just picked up like four hundred dollars worth of plants the other day. It was too much. Mom, Dad, don't listen. I don't know. It's all relative, though, because it's just like it's a matter of how much like some people spend tons of money on plants and seem to like chop them and prop them and sell them and like be like financially stable in it. And like myself that just lets everything grow was just like just spending forever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, when is this going to start paying for itself? Yeah, right. It hasn't yet. (laughs) Somehow I'm not I don't like selling them. It's too it's too tempting to just share. 
Yeah, you have, yeah. You, 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 when you're like, I think I have to sell some plants, and you're like, I don't want to do it. I don't. <laughs> I just had my first like scammer too. I like I usually Ooh. only sell like I've only really been selling like some of my seeds through Instagram, and then like I was on like a Facebook group, and someone was like, Does anyone have any seeds? And I was like, No one responded. So I was like, Oh sure, like I have some I of these. And Facebook next groups. thing, next thing I know, it's like a week later. They're like, Oh, they all died, and I was like, Okay, I'll send you new seeds. They like claimed cold damage i was like all right i'll send you new seeds no problem they're like i don't know if these seeds are really what you said they were and i was like okay you are clearly a scammer i'm just gonna block you i'm not here's your here's your refund never talk to me again (laughs) oh no that's bad i feel like i've been seeing a lot of stuff on on facebook recently like scammers will come up with anything like facebook is a wild wild west well it's crazy because there's like scam like buyers and there's scam sellers like their people are scamming left and right Oh yeah, hundreds of different reasons. It's yeah, the plan hustle is no joke. <laughs> People are nuts. Anywho, talking about Brian and not scammers, we need to do a scammer episode. That would be a fun one. We should catfish a scammer and have them live on the episode. No, <laughs> <laughs> we can't get too like tipsy for that episode. We're gonna start throwing out names left and right, and it won't be pretty. It won't be pretty. We can't be doing that. Okay, Brian, let's talk about you. Now, are you from are you from New York? Uh, I was born in New York, but I like was raised in North Jersey. I've been I pretty much lived in North Jersey when I was like three until like spent a couple of years in Astoria. I mentioned I was like a commercial producer. And it's like when you work those crazy hours in the film industry, it's like you can't live out. You need to be within a cab ride home at all times. So oh, yeah. lived there for a few years. And then uh, when my wife and I were thinking like getting, we're getting married soon and thinking kids, we were like, all right, it's time to uh, settle down somewhere. So mm-hmm. back in North Jersey. When did you move over there and like finally expand and have more room for the plants then? Um, so if I got married in 2017, I lived there for four years, probably 2014. I'm going to guess 2014, 2015, around there. Dang. I was in high school. (laughs) (laughs) I was graduating college. Yeah, I was, well, I was almost out of high school, not to make everybody (laughs) feel old, but. Trust me, I splashed water in my face before this episode so I could be up at 8.30 at night. You don't have to make me feel old. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, I could do that myself. I suppose you're already like an hour later than us, so I'm sure it's already bedtime over there for everybody like and the kids. Oh, yeah. Kai's sleeping in the room over, and I'm like, last night I was uh, I got the new Pokemon Arceus or whatever, however you're supposed to pronounce it. It was like 9.30, and I was like, I can't keep my eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't even have that hour anymore. I feel that. Yeah, definitely been there many times. <laughs> usually Brandon's falling asleep on the couch usually when I'm over, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, bye. Like, do you want to, like, get off the couch and go to bed? No? Okay. <laughs> and then there I stay until 6 a.m. <laughs> and you're like, how did this happen? My plant lights are, oh, my God. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When are we talking about Ethereum's? I can't see ahead. So we're we're getting there. We're getting there. We got a we got a few topics covered. So Brian, let's talk about your entrance to plant social media. What got you first interested in posting about your plants and doing the Sharing whole social it. media thing? Sharing it with the world. Yeah. So um, I uh, I went and fin- uh, visited one of my wife's friends up in Portland, Maine, and uh, when I, we got to their apartment, they had like really pretty. Uh, 
macrame hangers for their plants. And I was like, Oh, I always love those. And I never see them. This was like before like plant accessories and plant stores mm-hmm. were like unlimited. So um, they had said like, Oh yeah, my mom makes them. So I had gone home and I made a couple macrame hangers and I posted on my personal Instagram, like three photos. And I was like, what am I doing? Like my <laughs> friends don't want to see all this. <laughs> so that's when I made hanging house plants. Cause I was like, Oh, like I'm making all these cool hangers. Um, and then, yeah, I posted like a couple pictures and then like, uh, pretty early on, like, um, houseplant club, like had grabbed and posted one of my photos and I gained like of my burrow's tail, which is like, uh, I don't know. It's like an impressive one. It's pretty huge. It's huge. And, uh, at that point, like that's when, I don't know, I gained like 800 followers that day. And then they started asking, people started asking me questions, how I cared for things. And then all of a sudden I like clicked, it's like, Oh wait, like I may be doing something that other people like, like, like my plants are doing well. So like, that was like, it, I don't know. It's kind of like a light went off moment where it's like, Oh, I shouldn't be posting about these hangers that take forever to make. And I would only sell for 15 <laughs> bucks. Like I just started answering questions and then like, yeah, it's just like, it just kept going and going. And then one day I like posted a video on TikTok of just like showing a window. And then people were like, again, were like freaking out about my plants. And then, yeah, it just kind of went from there. Just like slowly sharing more information I kind of went through that awkward stage in the beginning where like, I didn't know how to describe what I was doing. And then like, like it really, like, I, I think like, like people like Daryl from houseplant journal, like seeing the way he was able to articulate what he's doing for his plants, being a little bit more calculated and being able to describe everything better. Like, I know that definitely a big inspiration there in terms of how to like help people and things that I can do. Like, I, I don't know. There's plenty of people that can keep plants alive that I can't keep alive. Uh, but for what I'm good at, I, try my best to share that information yeah I definitely see that in your content like similar to Daryl um he really sets people up to take care of more plants like not just like how to keep this one plant alive but Mm -hmm. like why you're changing up these care like tips and then like how then that is going to translate to other plants and like this Mm -hmm. is what all plants need like all plants need light like most plants are going to want a really chunky soil, like just a lot of things yeah. apply to other plants. So I really And it's like funny that, that it's, it's kind of like what kills my content a little bit too. Cause like, as people are like making videos of like how to, how to care for a rubber tree plant, it's like, oh, yeah. I wouldn't even make that video anymore because <laughs> I'm giving like the advice I'm giving is blanketed. So it's like, I almost feel like, am I going to make the same video over and over again? Because I feel like the high level stuff is really what you need to know. So mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's part of the reason where I feel like my own content's fallen off. <laughs> <laughs> and I've noticed, especially with reels, like people want that very specific text-based content. Well, they want it. Like, oh, yeah. They want it short and sweet. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that is going viral are like the plant hacks, the shit I'm not oh, doing. Yeah. I'm like, no, I ro- I'm like, don't put that. Don't put it in a bowl of water. Like uh, just oh, it, stick oh, it in yeah. the soil. <laughs> it's always like the fakest stuff. Like if I have to see one more rose shoved into a potato or something, or like <laughs> <laughs> with an hour, it just kills me and then like the the reels thing is just like oh it's like like i don't know how people <laughs> this, this is a little mean but whatever <laughs> i don't know how people can make the like the videos of like my top five philodendron they're like the one i showed you last week the one that was two weeks ago. <laughs> it's just like i like how can we keep making these same videos over yeah. and over again so i think that's uh <laughs> it's just it, no offense to those people they're the very dead popular. eyes the blank <laughs> smile <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, I know you're talking about that. that was rough. 
that's yeah. yeah and it's like maybe you know there are i guess there's people out there consuming that content and oh people love it yeah it's like people, people like love that's it. what it's they like want to see audience. then sure yeah i'm like absolutely yeah it's just i can't i can't make the like my soul's dead videos <laughs> like, I, can't, I can't i can't i, I can't do it laugh at like um when people are making videos and there's like just a lot of text around them I'm just imagining that they're standing there taking that video, just like pointing at nothing. Like, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, you're just seeing the raw footage. Yeah. I'm just thinking yeah. about what that actually looks like and how the music isn't actually really loud. It's just their phone, like playing it. And it's just like, yeah. it's, it cracks me up. I'm like, that's why I yeah. laugh at those videos. Uh, I'm sorry, people. I'm too awkward to make those videos. <laughs> I could never. Yeah. yeah, that's why it's just like, okay, guys, this is what we're doing tonight, whether you like it or not. Yeah. You got to have yeah. a lot of a lot of self confidence to blindly point to words that don't exist. Yeah. Oh, it kind okay. of prepares you for like CGI like <laughs> life if you ever have that kind of career. That being like you're talking to Elmo or something, like it kind of prepares oh you for God. that. I can't. Why am I sweating under my eyeballs? <laughs> I'm not. Cr- I'm not crying this time. Sony made me cry. Well, you never know. We this this episode yeah, could end in cry. tears. <laughs> it's, it's it's always a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. Um, moving on, talking about good things. <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking crap, you guys. We're just, you know, we're we're just talking. Oh yeah, this is this is the most <laughs> genuine conversation you will ever encounter on the internet. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's how you know it's genuine because someone tells you it is. <laughs> Speaking of which, not to go off topic, that's kind of that's, our, we're, we that's our specialty. Um, there's the, there was this like fake scammer like Monstera group going around, um, and they were just like spamming people's comment sections like join this group, join this group, like just just like linking it everywhere. Like what group is begging you to join? Right. And then when you click on it, you know, groups have like a description. This one was like honest plant people selling like honest, good plants. And it's like, yeah, that sounds really, really, really honest and truthful. Like, no. Mm -mm. So it's like trying to comment and be like, don't join this group. And then they had already deleted it. So then the person whose post it was, Dominic Gravine, was like, who are you talking to? Are we going to have to bleep that out? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was, that's what I'm saying. It was his post and he's like, who are you talking to? And I'm like, I was just replying to another person. It's okay. <laughs> I know. Anyways, we don't bleep out things. No, we don't. I'm too lazy to do that. <laughs> <laughs> talking about plant socials. Um, what drove you to TikTok specifically? Because I feel like a lot of people happen upon TikTok like by accident and or like they just posted one video and it blew up and people are like well i guess i'm posting on tiktok now um yeah it was more that side of it like i just made it just to see what was up with it like i posted one video and then i came back and i don't know i had like a couple hundred views and then i was just like oh maybe they like there is a side of this that people want video and then tiktok was like really easy for me because there was just so many more questions because like if one thing goes viral it's like you get the ideas for a million more videos because you have you literally have the fuel to whatever your next content is and then it's like it's like i don't know it was just easier to keep going in my opinion with it so that's where i kept uh, making videos i think that people on tiktok are a lot more quick to comment on things and like interact a little bit more also quick to like be mean oh yeah (laughs) Oh, yeah. I, I feel people like compared ruthless. to a year ago, people do not comment like they used to. People were mean. Yeah, I don't really get a whole lot of hate comments. I guess, I don't know, maybe because I don't pay attention to them. I feel like I see most of my comments, but... Um, yeah. 
there's the I, occasional I, I, like this girl doesn't know what she's talking about I'm like okay yeah <laughs> I, I hate the, the do you guys ever feel the need to just like snap back at someone too and like i'm just like don't do it like be the bigger yeah. person mm-hmm. but they're like oh really you should have removed all the soil before you repot it's like really because my fucking plants oh can i curse on this <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was like, oh, I want to be like, really? Because my plant is like amazing right now. And I would love to see your plant that's bigger than this one because it's fine. And I never loosen the roots all the way. Okay. Literally, Literally. someone commented on that exactly on one of my TikToks. Same. And I'm like, because I didn't show you. Like this is always back when we only had 60 second TikToks. Still, there wasn't the three minute thing yet. And I'm like, I, I can't show you every single thing I'm doing in this repot. Like it just went from like, hey, here's this root ball. Da, 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 and then it was like in the pot. Most like, of my I plants, I don't even do anything to the root ball. I just say, boop, here you go. Enjoy the new pot. <laughs> they love it. Yeah. Yeah, my El Chaco did not like that. I just r- loosened the root ball on my El Chaco. It's, uh, it dropped like three leaves and it gave me a nice little ugly one. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. You don't always need to disturb it. Like plants, yeah. plants want to live. We did, we've established this before. <laughs> they want to live despite you. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. Brandon, what are we talking about next? Okay. So now we've, we've talked about your socials. Let's move into your actual physical product in the world. Mm-hmm. Nicole, this is your, your moment. Oh my God, Yes. I have the book with me right here. We've got the children's <laughs> book. <laughs> I came over and made Brandon read it. Cause I was like, well, I have two copies of it. Cause I still haven't seen my friend who I want to like give her a copy to. Uh, so I'm like, I got to bring over this copy and I made Brandon read it and he loved it cause it's so cool. Um, but let me actually say the title of it cause people can't actually see us. Brian has a book out called, do you know how to grow? Um, and it is the cutest thing ever. Like seriously, it's, you can tell that there's thought behind like the actual plant care and you can apply it to that, but also like life in general too. Like <laughs> it's beautiful and it's the cutest thing ever. I just well, thank it. you so much. I, I can tell you put your whole heart in the, into this, and I love the illustrations by David Fox. Like, and Yeah, my friend Dave's a really, really talented artist, and I like, uh, I, it, it took him a while to like convince him to like to do it, because it's obviously a lot of work on his end, but it, mm-hmm. it totally paid off. He did like a really amazing job with it. Did he do like plant drawings before, or was this someone who was like, no, the botanical drawings at all, and they were like, oh, you want me to draw plants? <laughs> no, Dave's just like a guy that like whatever he does, he becomes incredible at. Like if oh, I showed you like, nice. a, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I not a skill I possess, but he like if I showed you some of the drawings he like did in high school, and like it's just like un- unreal. And uh, that was actually so. This book was the first time he ever really worked with watercolor. So like Ooh. that just shows you how incredibly talented he is because it's wow. it's nuts. Like the drawings are amazing. I love how or the illustrations. I guess different. I should say. I love the emotion in every picture too. Like, yeah. It's it's amazing. I need to give everybody. All my friends need to start having kids so that I can. Start <laughs> I'm not having. I have plant children. Yeah, I have a couple. I have many friends with kids. I need to buy like a hundred of these. Which, yeah. by the way, <laughs> it will be linked in this podcast description, so yes. you can find the link right in the episode. Go click. Go get it. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> well, it's like you got to get one for yourself, but you got to give them for everybody else too. I couldn't. Just yeah, you know, it's one. funny uh, when people are saying stuff. They're like, "Oh, I don't have a kid, but I'm not gonna buy one." It's like you know, I kind of wrote this story for adults too, because like yeah. the the underlying theme of it, like how I like tied it together, was like it was originally like focused completely on mental health, where it was like um, I remember like seeing someone's post one day, and they like were saying like. Uh, something about like taking time off to like get their like mind together where it's like uh, like to like fix anxiety or whatever and like me personally I'm the exact opposite where I'm like if when I'm anxious I need to just do whatever I need to accomplish to get it done and like it like sparked the idea of like hey like we all need different types of care the same way like plants like 
they're all the same, but they all need different types of care. So that's where like the initial like idea of the book came from. So like, I almost feel like it's like a, a feel good, like message for everyone too. Like that was, as I started going through it and like writing the story, I felt like there were some like, uh, like, like connections to like almost like race in the idea too. But like, I didn't, I don't, I didn't think the internet needed like a white guy telling people like, oh, here's like, well, we're all the same. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but, but like, that's why like the underlying message is kind of all tied together. Like, it's just like that everyone's different, but we're all the same. And that, uh, you know, we all need different types of care to be, uh, to be happy. Yes. I love it. And I love how like each character like has their own little personality too. Like they all look different. Like you can tell mm-hmm. the snake plant guys like old and wise yeah oh when Dave first showed me that picture I was so happy I loved it so much (laughs) amazing so what inspired you to like first have this idea and actually put it into the world so um I honestly so many people on TikTok would ask me if I was going to write a book but I just like about plant care and I just like I don't know like I was fine making videos about it and sharing information that way and I also kind of felt like I don't know like I I tell everyone to read Daryl's book so like (laughs) like that's that was like kind of like it's like until I had like some kind of unique spin on a plant care book, I just didn't want to put out another, you know, generic book be out there. Mm-hmm. So like when I started thinking about it, I was like, oh, you know, like I knew uh, it was probably, you know, I don't know if Kai was on the way or my wife and I were like, you know, wanted to have a baby. But like, that's where I like thought about a children's book and the first idea like sprang, uh, you know, sprung up. How old is he now? He's not one yet, right? I have no, no he'll, he'll seven months tomorrow. Okay. I was flying. like, I, we it's have crazy. no concept of time. <laughs> oh, neither do I. Time's gone after COVID. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, every single thing we talk about, we're like, oh my God, that was like four years ago. And you have to add mm. on two more years yeah. because of COVID. <laughs> Just like, no, it was like, it was like six. Amazing. So what did the, the process of writing a book like? Like, what was it from like kind of start to finish? How did you create this and put it into the world? Because I... We, we talked about this with Becca and I, yeah, I think I, I need to write a book now. Different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so my initial idea, like I just kept bouncing around the concept in my head for a long time. Um, and then really like, I just kind of like put an outline in terms of like, what were the different like things that I like would want? Like what kind, what does a plant need to uh, grow? And like the, the one part of like the concept that I didn't mention was uh it was inspired by the fiddly fig because it's like, if you go on the internet, it like the fiddly fig is like the most misunderstood plant. And that, since the internet is just people copying other people's articles, the same bad information about how to take care of a fiddly fig is, is out there why, on every website. Is that why that's all out there? Like all this <laughs> generic plant information. That's just like, yeah, people just copy. Eh. Pe- yeah. People just copy each other. Peperomias <laughs> are great for low light. Yeah. Who is making up these rumors? Yeah. <laughs> How is this yeah, so, spread around? It, it's it's so true. But like, uh, I had the idea of like, wouldn't it be funny if like a fiddly fig was like, I don't know how to care for myself. Like <laughs> that's, that was like, so like that was the initial idea. It was like, all right, well, if I was a little plant, like, and I knew nothing about taking care of myself, how would I do it? And I kind of like figured out the story. And then it just was like a, a bunch of rewrites just to try and figure out the rhymes. And then like, as Dave started doing drawings, um, modified a couple things where it was like, you know, you know, he had like sketches of like some different ideas and like, um, you know, whether it's like the scuba like equipment that the cactus wears at one point, it's like he had some different ideas. So like there was a little bit of like manipulating the story to like match what the things are. But I don't know it was a, it was a good experience. I definitely uh, if you want to write a book in any fashion, I definitely uh, recommend it. Uh, it's, it's definitely something where it's like 
I, I've done a poor job of promoting it because like I have released it like right when Kai came out. Um, and like, like, I'm you know, busy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just absurdly busy. But uh, my sister earlier was like, you need to go to all the local bookstores and start pushing it more. And it's like, yeah, I would love time. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I thought I didn't have time in my life before, baby. But uh, yeah, it definitely was like a great accomplishment and something I'm really proud of. Yeah, you should be. I love this. Need more copies. Well, we were with Becca. We were just talking to her, and she's like, "Yeah, I released this book like a year and a half ago, and now I'm just finally promoting it." So, you got time. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine like the bumps and like the process through going to put a book out there, and just I don't know how perfect it has to be. And I feel like I'm really I, there's only so much energy I can put into something I feel like I would get sick of like perfecting it every time and just be like okay I just get this out of my face now like I'm just sick of it I just don't want to do it anymore mm-hmm. I feel like I would give up <laughs> <laughs> it's probably I w- why I don't try and half the stuff because I'm like I would just get bored and give up but I don't know <laughs> plants plants have taught me a lot of patience I will say because there obviously there isn't a whole lot of like instant gratification that there's comes out of plants there's almost zero stuff. instant gratification <laughs> honestly there's mostly instant <laughs> disappointment there's yeah I feel like you have to kind of create your own instant gratification by like pretending to be away for like five days and coming back and be like, Oh my God, new growth. Yay. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Or if you like chop, chop your plants up. I know you're, you've been going chop crazy lately. You've been going chop crazy. I, well for me, but you're always chopping your plants up. Consistent so. chops. Yeah. You're, that's why I mean, I need to do that more because all the plants that I give you, just explode and you keep cutting them up and but i'm like I'll dude like, the one Nicole, that i this full pot of plants is the one cutting yeah you gave he's me. like a full pot today she was like what i'm like i gave you that <laughs> I just, on several and I was plants like, yeah, it's only a few months ago on several plants that i've given me like a little cutting and it's just like a bush and i'm like what are you do-? like you have a full-time job what are you what are you doing to these <laughs> whatever we're all different <sighs> well yeah so now that we have kind of talked about brian and all the things he's a all about, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to dive into actual anthuriums. And I am so excited. I Me cannot too. wait. I need help. I mean, I think I, I think I'm keeping them alive, but maybe well, they don't like me. I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a whole thing. We, there are updates that we will talk about after the break that happened to me today. It oh, was very we stressful. Had, it was very exciting. I popped my first berry. Okay, you're spoiling it. Anyways, okay. See you after the break. I will see you in just a second. Bye. Welcome back to Where Are We Growing? Hi, friends. I hope you missed us. <laughs> hope you enjoyed those lovely commercials. If there's multiple. Well, there will be. Well, now, yeah, I was like, now you have I to I will make, make up multiple. commercials if there's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do it. Hey, guys. It's Brandon and Sam. We're the plant parents that own Monstera Plant Co. MP Co. just restocked with a ton of new plants. Our plants are grown with care, and they're set up for success right when you unbox them. They come with a custom soil blend that works for that specific type of plant. We also just launched our Planty Care kits, which have our best-selling Planty Care insecticide spray, as well as our best-selling Aeroid soil blend. Just pick your soil size and save some money. Get your Planty Care starter kits on our website at www.monsteraplant.co. Make sure to follow us on Instagram for fun new products at monsteraplant.co. Because you listen to Where Are We Growing, use the code PODCAST10 to save 10% on everything in the store. That's www.monsteraplant.co. And make sure to use code PODCAST10. 
Hey plant friends, it's Nicole. Listen, I love chatting plants with you guys on Instagram, but it can be tough for me to get to all of my messages. So if you've ever wanted to book me for a virtual plant consultation, you can go to superpeer.com slash Nicole Larson grows and use code grow. That's G-R-O-W for a discount. I do 15 minute, 30 minute and 60 minute consultations. We can talk anything from pests to transitioning to LECA, anything you want. I promise it's not scary. <laughs> all right, the ad is over, back to the plants. Okay, let's get into the nitty gritty, friends. Brian, we want to know, what made you specifically gravitate towards anthuriums? Because I know you have a bunch of amazing plants. Um, I remember seeing your burrow's tail in your window next to Tradescantia, which literally made me want to get one because I was like, oh my God, these plants are so wonky. But now I want a really long, wonky one too. <laughs> what made you go for the anthuriums though? Because that's kind of a specialty plant. They're not like... I guess I wouldn't say they're the most easy. I guess like once you, you know, have that information, they're a little bit more, I don't know, I wouldn't say user-friendly, but I mean, a little I bit more forgiving. I think they're incredibly easy, but that's, I don't if know. You have the, if you have the, you know, the care to give them. <laughs> yeah. We're still, le- we'll still, le- we'll still, le- bleh, we are still learning, but. I, yeah, I, I think know. the, I think the initial attraction to them is like it kind of got to a point where I felt like everything was just on a cruise control with all my plants, where it's just like fertilize them when they need it, water them when they need it, repot them when they need it. And I just like, like felt like there wasn't a lot of challenge. And I got my first anthurium that like had a leaf come out all wonky. And it was just like, <laughs> it was like, what the heck is this? Like, what did I do wrong? Like everything's conditions perfect. And you start Googling and you can't figure it out. So I think it's a little bit of like the abusive relationship there. What is like <laughs> what first like got me into it. It was like, oh, this is like the new challenge. Like this is something new and exciting. Um, so that's uh, really how I think it first started. You know, I had bought a Clarinervium and that, that one actually never gave me any problems. And I bought... Um, a crystal uh crystallinum and then problems it was just like the first like <laughs> like it had like one good leaf and the second leaf came out crazy and i was just like what the heck did i do um and then from there like the like i was just i was just kind of like hooked in that sense and then as i started doing more research about like the breeding of it i just found it fascinating it's like um i was a bio major in college i always found genetics really interesting um in a, a while ago like 10 years ago i like found like ball python breeding and like thought it was like super cool and i had a bunch of ball pythons and like the they have like there's actually some a lot of similarities between the two groups because it's just like it's like the combination of two different things that like creating a completely different new hybrid um was interesting but like i had this is before i moved to astoria i totaled my car and i got like 11 grand and i was like oh well i should like there's a down payment for an apartment and i can put some money in the bank and I was like, I like moved out of my mom's house and I was like, all right, like it's time to, my sister and my brother-in-law took care of the, the snakes for a bit and like made a couple clutches, but uh, that was the end of that. And they will not be coming back. Layla will make sure of that. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of like part of the thing with anthuriums. It's just like, I just started learning more about like the hybrids and learning about breeding them. And it just like was so fascinating. And again, it was just like another challenge. It was like something new. It's like, you know, I have to, take care of this plant perfectly for three to 12 months in order for these berries to form depending on the species. And it was like, Oh, it's like the next challenge. So I really think what, what fuels me now is just like, just how exciting it is to watch the genetics of these plants, like morph and change and create new beautiful plants. Well, there's still like so many that have yet to be crossed, I'm sure. 
And yeah, I can't, I can't even imagine going in and like having all those possibilities. I'm still too new. So apparently I'm still collecting pollen at the wrong time. <laughs> I don't know how, what you mean by that or how that's possible. That's what Brandon's telling me. He's like, you, you waited too long. What do you mean? You told me both times. He's like, no, you waited too long. It's like not good anymore. I'm like, okay. That, that's possible. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. I have no recollection of this, by the what way. What the hell? Yeah, both of them. You're like, no. It's. Not. I was like, I was like, Brandon, this looks like I could collect it. And I'm like, no, you can't anymore. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to strangle you. you got to be kidding me. I was literally like in tears. Like, oh, my God. I waited forever. Uh. <laughs> and now there's just like. I, I was like, well, screw you. I'm going to, like, take a knife and scrape off all the pollen I can. A knife? Yeah, because it wasn't, like, I couldn't, like, take it off with my fingers, really. Your fingers? Yeah, he's taking it off with his fingers. That's what Brian does. Brian uses his fingers. Not, yeah, not to, not, I only take it off my fingers if I'm using it right yeah. away. But I was okay. like, no, literally, like, even if I touched it, like, none was coming off. I'm like, oh. At that point, it probably got, like, so dry that yeah. it actually probably fell off already. And it was just, like, yeah. the old pollen residue was still on the spadix. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. I was, like, waiting, 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 because I could see the little, like, dew drops. And I'm like, okay, let's, like, let this turn into pollen, whatever. And then <laughs> I'm like, zero I'm waiting, waiting. Yeah, it was my big crystallina, my big one that's that was sitting in the greenhouse. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting forever, and I'm like, Brayden, I don't know. I feel like I failed you, and I don't I know was what like, you're I, talking about. I was like, I don't know when to collect this. I don't know anything about this. I don't know when to collect it. And you're like, well, you waited too long, Shishtar. Mm. <laughs> so maybe I'll just never do it, and I'll just dream about doing it. <laughs> you ruined my confidence. Well, people are trying to get more confident in anthuriums. So, Brian, what do you, what tips and tricks do you have for people who are just getting into anthuriums? Because a lot of people are very reluctant. They're like, oh my god. Yeah. What's the yeah. info? What do they need to know? Um. So, I mean, I think the first thing I'll say is that, like, like under, you know, it's kind of the old idea of like understanding uh, where the plants come from before, like, you can care for them in a sense. Like, I don't think you have to go to that extent, but. Uh, it's like, you know, a lot of these plants, you know, some of them grow terrestrial, some of them are epiphytes growing up trees and rocks in nature. And in a lot of those environments where they're like growing on trees, like they have exposed roots that are like, you know, clinging to the tree, but like they're, you know, it's getting sunlight too. So like, that's kind of my mindset of when it comes to like the chunky soil and like keeping things really airy. Like, I think that's probably the step one of importance is like, you know, if I, if I had to do two ingredients for my anthurium, it would be orchid bark and it would be perlite. It would be just those two. The issue, like, that's like the perfect, like really chunky mix in my opinion. Um, the issue with that is like, it dries out super fast. So like, that's when it's just like, how am I ever going to keep up with it? Like I have one anthurium regal that I have just like chunky, like really thick bark, like like the stuff you buy at the store. And it, like, as soon as I water it, it's like dry the next day. And it's like, all right, I need to like add something <laughs> to the substrate that actually retains water a little bit more. So that way it's chunky, but it's actually holding water. So um, yeah, I think substrate is like the first thing that comes to mind. It's like, obviously light's always incredibly important, but like substrate is the kind of the, the difference maker in my opinion. Um, the ideal one in my opinion is probably like, uh a like a really like thick chunky bark like something you'd buy at the plant store like a precision grade bark like an orchiata that's like really if you've never used it it's like really small and fine and it kind of works with like soil because it's like really close together uh and it retains water better than the big chunks that are basically leaving pockets of air everywhere 
and by combining those two, it's like you have like the pure chunkiness, you have some, you know, it's retaining water better. And then with that perlite mixed in, it's like giving uh, you plenty of like room for the roots to grow and, you know, not retaining water there. So that's kind of how I think about it. I mean, you can grow them in just sphagnum moss. You can grow them in a peat medium. Um, But the way I look at most of my plant care is like how, how can I not play with fire? If that makes sense. (laughs) Like, how can I like, how can I make it as easy as possible? So yeah, I get that. Sorry, we have to keep pausing because there's background noise. <laughs> no problem. Um, or on our end, not yours. Um, I feel like definitely when I started giving Ethereum's more light is when I was seeing the actual growth. Because, like, they'll sit there, like, just like a lot of plants, like, they'll sit there and do nothing mm-hmm. for a while. <laughs> Maybe start to crisp up a little bit. But, yeah, when I first started giving them light, I think that's when I started to get that slow growth. And I was like, dang, these things are a lot slower growing than philodendrons. But... I think watching a new tiny leaf come in and then get big. I mean, the first time I watched like a new one. It's the most fulfilling thing on this planet. I was hooked. I'm like, okay, (laughs) let's get more. Like, I see this now. I love watching. Okay, if you guys are not following Brian, which I'm sure you are. Like, if you aren't, you got to go follow him anyways. But he does time lapses in his greenhouse. Incredible. Oh my God. Like I see him. I love seeing them on Instagram and then I love recognizing them when I see you post them in the Facebook groups, like anti- <laughs> like the Ethereum enthusiasts or something. And I'm like, oh my God, that's Brian's plants, which I feel like <laughs> I must've seen them before. I'm like, oh my God, that's Brian's tent. So I must've like been seeing them on Facebook before and I didn't know they were yours yet, but <laughs> I love watching them come in. Um, do you, this isn't, I don't think written down, but do you have like, not necessarily like your favorite Ethereum, but like just a leaf that you like watching like grow specifically? Yeah, like the uh, there's there's two that come to mind right away. It's I'm, there's so many. I, I, there's a, <laughs> well, there's I literally just went through. <laughs> I, I just went through like seven of them. Um, but I really like um, I like any of the leaves that like you really see like the flapping happening, where it's like I have uh, Magnificum times. I think it's Morinae. She pronounce it. Um, and like it's like you literally see like the leaves like flapping as it's like trying to grow. Um, and I just like find that really fascinating. And then, you know, anything with colors, it's like I have a couple of the uh, hybrids that uh, Doc Block cultivated. And then I have this one uh, Magnificum times regal that comes in bright red. I just posted that the other, like literally yesterday. And it's just like it's just like such like a vibrant color red that I could stare at it all day. I love like also when you still see that color and you're like, oh, I still know that this leaf is going to get just a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Like it's not done yet. Yeah. Like, I'm still <laughs> watching it come in because like obviously we can't tell in real time. I mean, sometimes like you can literally tell like within the day, like you within went, hours. Yeah. Within you go and look at it and then come back later that same day. And it's like, OK, wow. Like you look a lot different like or the petty oh, a yeah. lot longer, the leaf's a little bit bigger. It's addicting. I remember, didn't you, Brandon, what was it like a. Magnificum you had that got super big and then it hit the top of the cabinet. Like, oh yeah, the same just day. fully like it. It had like a four inch space and then I got home from work and it was like bleh, up Push to the top. top. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best, but then yeah. I feel like sometimes it's scary because then you gotta watch out for what they're gonna bump into or what's near them. Um, I know there's some people I follow that have big anthuriums outside and they're just like. I really hope a stick doesn't fall on this or like a branch doesn't come down and take this leaf with it. The squirrels would have a field day. I, oh, I, no, I can't. I want to put some of my plants outside this summer, but I'm scared. Do it all. Do it all. I, I think you'll be all right. Just go for it. That's the worst thing that happens. They'll grow back faster anyway. I, I, I remember your squirrels. I remember the well, squirrels in your pumpkins. I have a lot of outdoor cats in my area too. You guys forget. 
Brandon. Well, they don't. Outdoor cats aren't like mm, plants. Yum yum yum. You never know. <laughs> they're I, certainly not saying squirrels. Yum yum yum. <laughs> yeah, they're going after the squirrels, not the. <laughs> There's a squirrel problem here, in Minneapolis. It's very bad. <laughs> the squirrels in my neighborhood are like missing tails and stuff. It's like disturbing. They're from the streets. It's, it's from the. It's from the cats. Um. But yeah, back to Anthuriums. What's our next <laughs> Anthurium question? Well, we have like some questions submitted from some people on Plant Instagram. And I think the first one, I can't read Rachel's name. Okay, so it's from away. Rachel Rennick Dickerson. She says, do Anthuriums like semi-hydroponics? Yeah, so I, like, they, they absolutely do. I'm not the semi-hydro guy to ask a question about. Like, I, um, you know, like one of my best plant friends, Juan, has everything in Lechuza Pond, and his plants are thriving. Um, it's just, like, my whole thing with, like, semi-hydro is, like, you know, I played around with, like, a little bit, and I just, like, didn't want to do the research. It was kind of, like, I don't know. It's, like, I, I look at semi-hydro as, like, it's not broke. It ain't broke. Don't fix it kind of thing. It's, like, I've always kept my plants in organic substrate and they're doing fine. So I haven't done it, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of great growers like, uh, you know, uh, Juan from gay Planho or bunny that everyone, uh, loves her luxuriance hybrids. And like, you know, my buddy Vern at our ex- exotic plants, like they all have tons of plants in pond and they're all doing amazing. It is one of those things that like, I think when I eventually move plants back, like just around my house, like right now they're mostly in the grow tent just cause I'm like, like grow 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 breed 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 mm-hmm. and like I, I was thinking today it's like when i retire some of those when i get into like f2 and f3 generations of breeding it's like i can't wait for them to come home <laughs> like i can't just wait to have like a you know like a two-foot leaf in my like bedroom hanging out <laughs> yeah do you have like good humidity in your household i don't i during the during the summer Uh, it's okay. I have forced air heating and like my humidity was getting down to like 30% in here. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's one of those things where like, I'm always torn with this because like humidity is one of those things that people think is like super duper important for Mm -hmm. anthurium. And it obviously is like, I mean, my tent, Mm -hmm. I keep it around 75% and like, I don't, you know, like I'm not telling, I'm not saying the plants are going to thrive in higher humidity. And some of them like literally need like a hundred percent. There's a couple of them that are just like, uh you know pain in the ass if you ask me but like like there's just like really hard that people like can only keep them in like plastic shoe boxes to keep them happy um but for the most part like above 50 percent humidity like just ambient humidity in your home i think is perfectly fine for most anthurium it's just a matter of when your humidity is lower everything else has to be right you don't have it's kind of like you don't have that little fail proof it's like Brenner, I remember you posted something about like a forgetty eye the other day that like had like a, uh, I forget what kind of anthurium it was, but like it had like that little like pinch that happened. Oh yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, all right. So your substrate got like a little too dry. Little it's too like dry, the whole was, leaf shriveled. <laughs> exactly. It's like, if the humidity was higher, maybe you get away, maybe you had an extra 12 hours before you had to add that additional water before those issues came up. So it's like, it's kind of that it's just like balance. It's like ambient humidity. You can do great. You can grow beautiful plants. You just have to make sure that your light and watering is perfect at that point. Yeah, because when I think about, I guess, the plants that I have around my plant room that aren't in plant jail or a cabinet, as people call them, um, I I just have a normal magnificome that's chilling and it's doing fine. And like 
Well, my Magnificum is popping out little berries and ambient humidity. Been in there for a couple of months. Doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And mine's actually in Lekka. Speaking of semi-hydro, um, it came in Lekka, which is why it's still in Lekka. I was like, okay, it's <laughs> in there. I'm just going to leave it. I like refreshed it a little bit because the Lekka it was in looked really nasty. Um, yeah. So I took it out, rinsed the roots. And I was like, okay, like you've got good bones. Like you look like you want to grow. Um, and it did give me a nice, beautiful new leaf that like ripped on the side. So that's fun. But it's fine because it's like, it's still like a perfect leaf, like no crisping, anything at all. It's just like a little, you know, yeah. it happens. Um, it happens anywhere. It's fine. It's like, that's uh, it again, it's like, that, I told you, it's like kind of like that a ab- little bit of an abusive relationship where you're just like, it just makes you want to have the next leaf be more perfect. Mm-hmm. And then I have a couple that are sitting in pond just because I've been doing more like in terms of semi-hydro for plants in general, I've been leaning pond over Leka just because mm-hmm. I'm really lazy with mixing up the nutrients. This is what I tell everybody. I'm like, I, I, just, I have to look it up every time. Yeah. Which I, ones I, do I add first? I just, what ones? No. Like, I'm uh, like, I, I know the order now, but I just eyeball it. I just, I'm like, I know the color. I know, I know what it's supposed to look like. Like, no. <laughs> I'm like, at this point, I should be measuring the pH because I'm just eyeballing it. But um, I really like the pond having like the slow release fertilizer in it. That's nice because I don't. I don't want to have to worry about it. So it is nice for some plants, you know, when you have such a high volume of them, having a few of them just doing their own thing and only having to check on, like, if the water reservoir is empty is pretty nice. Um, It just adds on that, just not adding on any extra care. And it seems like Mm -hmm. the ethereums that I've put in there, they're growing a little bit more, I wouldn't say faster, but because they're they're not getting thirsty they're growing probably a little bit more consistent mm-hmm. so I yeah that totally that. it totally makes sense i mean i even like even when i think about doing it i think i'd have to spend like a thousand dollars in pond to just to convert all my <laughs> yeah, plants over so like it's just not plants. happening they're huge. oh yeah 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 it's like to... i see the bags mm-hmm. it's like i'd have to do a full bag yeah you'd have to be like <laughs> mixing up your own at that point because yeah i mean even when we buy bags of soil like when you're repotting one plant it takes a lot of soil mm-hmm. if it's a huge plant and Oh, yeah. You know me. I don't like to mix up my own. I don't have the room to be storing all these bags of stuff everywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. I can't be. There's, the plants are taking up all the room. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get a little cabinet that's, that you can't see into, that all the, all the stuff that's not cute is just hiding in there. Well, I was going to say it's called a garage, but your garage is very far away from your house. That's a track. I don't even know how to get into my garage, Brandon. I've never once stepped <laughs> foot into it. Because here's the thing. There's no door. Like, okay, there's a door, right? The garage door. But there's oh. no, like, door door. So what if I, what if my car is in there and I can't get it open and it's my car's just trapped in there. Anyways, so I just, I haven't <laughs> used my garage. <laughs> I could be using that space for a whole greenhouse back there. But yeah, this seems like a better use of space. I, I also like that, like, you have an issue with one door. That's very funny. <laughs> I don't go anywhere that only has one door. Yeah, I'm like, that's a good point. I, even my, my actual house has two exits. You got to have multiple routes of escape. Yeah, I'm like, but just one little, one little garage like that? I don't think so. Well, and who knows what's in there? Because, like I told you, there's critters all around my neighborhood. So Yeah, that could be the squirrel base. Oh my gosh, yeah, they're having secret no. meetings in there. They're having meetings in my tree. There's seven nests. We've gone over this. Oh, he has seven <laughs> squirrel nests in the tree. Is this really a problem? I'm helping <laughs> you guys. Oh, no, okay, it's so like a really like a squirrel problem. Apparently, because I don't know. But Can you imagine how tough of a squirrel you have to be to my, be surviving these temperatures, like running okay, around I've year seen, round? I've seen, you've, you've known, there are three dead squirrels that are like crawling on my front steps. Like who has three dead squirrels oh, wait, like at your wait, front door? Like, Didn't you like save one yes, of them? Yes, I took one to the... 
I'm getting flashbacks rescue. of Brandon Snapchatting me it was with in the my squirrel car in the back <laughs> of his car. Oh my god, you're crazy! And then it almost got out of the box. Yeah, he like he's like this thing is still alive. Like this thing could have started to like run around his like leather car, tearing <laughs> it up. It could have just decided violence. Yeah, there's a lot of squirrels here. It's a nightmare. You didn't even probably didn't even tape the box shut. No, I just like you know where you do the flap or the flap or flap. That's all I did. <laughs> It was, supposed, it was like reaching its hand out. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm almost there. <laughs> Please, God, let me get off this exit. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways. Oh. Squirrels and anthuriums probably don't mix because knowing how many times I've touched a new leaf and it comes out and then horrendous looking, all the scratches all over it, squirrels and anthuriums are probably not besties. So I'll be thinking twice about putting them up. Oh, no, absolutely not. (laughs) Well, Brian, what is your Anthurium bestie? What's your favorite Anthurium that you own or that you don't own? What's your favorite one you have and what's the favorite one you want? Um, So the favorite one I have is, oh, God, it's so hard. Um, Favorite one I own. So I think. Probably honestly, it's probably the like Zara times Michelle the F three one I have that comes in purple. So like I had um I had helped Doc Block like launch an Instagram around like SEI. So he had like chosen like a hold back that a hold back plan for me personally. So it's like I don't know it's 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 black. It's like like there's a lot of like people that like post pictures and lower the exposure like show what their plans look like this yeah, plant like, is like legitimately oh yeah, look at how dark yeah. like that picture is. of you holding it like you can tell there's no filter <gasps> no adjustment it's just like regular overhead light <laughs> so that so that's not that's not even the black one that is a different that's it so it's same same like genetics that's like an f2 generation of it some people call those oh. the block f2s but this is a i can i'll send you a message of it of it's like it's one of the most insane right looking now, things maybe. it's like when i when i look at like these plants it's like it reminds me of like uh, like Avatar, like it's just like all these different colors of leaves, and it's like craziness. It's just like how is this plant black and purple? It doesn't make sense. Um, so yeah, I still think that's probably my favorite. And then um, favorite one I don't have um, is probably like a dark Ace of Spades. Um, like I, I, they're really cool looking. It's just like I, I find those like super unique. And like the only the only Ace of Spades I have is like. Uh, kind of looks like it's probably like mixed with something it's not like a pure ace of spades it's it's beautiful don't get me wrong but it's just like as soon as i like shared a picture of it like friends that are way better at identifying than i am was just like yeah that's not (laughs) that's not just an ace of spades (laughs) you're like shoot well i feel like sometimes it's exciting to get a hybrid and sometimes it's not and you're like oh i want the pure form well well well, that's kind of like the uh, the big thing that happens with anthuriums now is like, so people are so quick to buy plants based on the name and not by what they look like or like finding out what the parent, excuse me, like what the parents would look like. And it's like you go on these Facebook groups and people are like, oh, this is like, a, whatever, this is a like a pure pap or like a car. This is a Carla Black. Yeah, it's like, uh, no, like it's not. <laughs> it's like, it's just like, it looks like a little bit like it. And like, that's kind of, where the weird thing with the Ethereum space is right now is that like, there's obviously a lot of money to be made. It's like from the, the breeding aspect, like people, you know, people that like had these plants beforehand, like can make like $10,000 per batch with some of these seeds. And it's like the scammers are out there or people that like 
are a lot of like outdoor growers, you know, like, the, you know, the term bench hybrids you hear all the time. It's like the, the reason anthuriums as a species are like so vast. Like I think Tom Crow from the uh, Missouri Botanical Garden was like one of his like lectures on it. He was like, he was saying there's like 20 watching his videos the other day. Yeah. He's like, you know, there's like, it's like 2,600 species. It's like double the species of philodendron. And a big part of that is solely because they're pollinated by bees. It's like the philodendron are basically like little, a philodendron flower is like where beetles go and have their little like orgies basically. Like that's where they go to their next flower. That's how he described it too. It's not just me. Um, and, but like an anthurium is literally just like, is literally just like bees. Like bees go on pollen on one and then they're attracted to the, you know, the, the stigmatic fluid that comes out on another one and they fly to the next one they go. So it's like, that happens all the time. And people, you know, there's a big Facebook scandal about these like Carla Blackie that like everyone's just like, I don't know if you saw this one. It was great, but like they, uh, people were posting pictures and they're like, this is six months in. And it was just like, that's not, I don't even think the <laughs> plant is involved in it. And it's like, people were spending like a couple hundred dollars on like these seeds. I can't, and now, I can't like, believe how much some seeds are. It's oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I have no idea. Like, it's, it's funny. It's like, there's part of me that like hates the point of that. Like there's a plant today that like someone was selling for 1500 bucks, like, six months ago and now they're selling for three thousand dollars it's like what happened in those six months that like people are selling them for that much and it's like i don't know i, I i'm sure some of the plants that i'll make i'll sell for like a good amount of money it's like the seeds i've sold now are only the only reason i even sold seeds like i planned on like as a hybridizer or what i aspire to be it's like you grow out all the plants you create and then you pick the three that are the prettiest that have the best colors or the best leaf shape, or maybe even just like the best growers. And then from there you breed those together and then you get your F2 generation. And then from there you pick the best colors and then you take those and you breed those together. You have F3. And that's how you create these like incredible, unique, beautiful hybrids. So like selling seeds isn't really fit into my plans of like what I want to do, like why I'm interested in this. But I just like got to a point where I had so many and was like, like what am I going to do with all these? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Once these start getting bigger, like I'm not going to have room for these at all. Exactly. Yeah. And like, it was like, it's one of those things where like some of my bigger plants just like kept being ready. So I was just breeding more of those. So it was like that, that one plant, you know, the, the big one you talked about earlier that I paid like six fifty for. it was like the most I'd ever spent on a plant up until that point. Still the second most I ever spent, but um, you know, I sold like four of those seeds for like a hundred bucks and I guaranteed live arrival. And I literally told people that were nervous. was like, if you kill all four of these, like you'll get a seedling in the future. Like it was just like, it was like, like I'm trying to like, be like, all right, I'm gonna try and take care of people. Cause I've, I've bought enough seeds where like, I, I spent $125 on three seeds one time and two of them came with like little holes in them. And it was like, I was like, I'm trying to like, I under, like, I understand like these plants are worth a lot of money, but it's like trying to, I don't know, try and be a good seller, or, like be a good part of the community. Cause it's like, uh, cause there's a lot of toxicity in the community. So <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, the plant community in general, I don't even know if I want to get ranting about because it's like, I don't know. I don't think people realize that the plant community is literally just society. Mm-hmm. It's it's every <laughs> single type of person is involved in it. There are good and there are bad and there are nice and there are not nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you've, you guys have ever done this, but like I've sold plants before. I'm being like, oh, I'm going to be good to my local community. It's like, oh, this I remember I put a variegated barrel of marks up for like 25 bucks. Like here's like a small cutting of one. It's like 25 bucks and uh, sold it to someone. And like two days later, I saw they had propped it and it was on sale, uh, sold for 70. And I was just like, all right, maybe I like don't need to like be the great equalizer, lowering plant prices for people. Like this is just, 
like i'm just a i'm just a schmuck if i keep going down that road <laughs> yeah there's like like you just said there's every type of person out there and there's gonna either there's gonna be people that see that and they're like oh my god this is my one and only opportunity to ever get this plant i'm so grateful and then there's people who are like oh my god this is my this is my opportunity i'm gonna buy this and chop it into four and make tw- make ball. yeah gross don't be that person if you're listening to this <laughs> don't do it I don't think any of the people <laughs> who would do that are listening to us. Here's to be the thing: some like here's <laughs> some people are a little bit too like, and it starts with the stealing, the prop lifting. Some people are a little bit too comfy, being like, "Oh my god, it's no big deal. No one's looking." Like, yeah. And then where does it end? Like, it's just going to keep going, and See, people are going to be like, "Oh my god, this is such a good deal." I'm just going to like a little. Hello. We. I should have been into into plants when I was 19. I was really easy to steal back then. I had no morals, but now I'm now I'm thirty fucking years old. Now I'm like, morals. oh, that would be a really good thing, but I would never do that because I'm a good person. Yeah, <laughs> should have been Don't planning for I've my got, future back yeah. then. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, I believe in this thing called plant karma. I feel like I talk about that a lot, just like with you and me, not Brian. Brandon, just two B names, and I have to keep my brain straight. Um, I feel like I happen across a lot of like cool plant opportunities, or like I think you put a lot of good karma into the world, and a lot of good karma comes back to you. I don't put any karma into the world, so nothing comes back to me. I mean, let's talk about what your job set you today instead of a paycheck. (laughs) Brandon was waiting for his paycheck to come in the mail, and then he gets a package from his job, but it's just like a tumbler it's just a cup it's just a cup for a training tomorrow <laughs> that i have to be on for five hours with the camera on <laughs> be ready oh, to be sh- what did they say be ready to shine with your be ready camera to shine on. bright with your camera on mm. well you got the setup you're ready <laughs> i <laughs> i'll just leave it up oh i'll be the God. brightest one in the room do it i think you should like bring all your plants in and stuff and like if they're making yeah. you sit in a call for five hours just be just doing do another stuff just, on yeah camera. just be propagating and potting stuff up <laughs> just be hanging out eating the candy they sent you with your your tumbler <laughs> whatever <laughs> okay do we we have more questions yeah we have a lot more questions we got to keep this keep this yeah, going we got to get brian to bed <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's let's skip down a little bit and then we'll go back to some questions what does the actual for someone who's never pollinated a plant before what does the actual experience of pollinating breeding an anthurium look like uh, yeah, so basically, uh, anthurium have uh, perfect flowers, which means they go through male and female phases. So, like, they have like a, uh, you know, the basically the shaft of it is called a spadix, and all along the spadix is like tons of little micro flowers. And when a plant is ready to be receptive, they release uh, uh, a fluid that basically, like we mentioned earlier, it's like it's meant to attract insects to the uh, to the spadix. So. Uh, that initial phase is called the female phase. That's when the plant is receptive and it's ready to receive pollen. And then when uh, that phase is then over, either the plant either successfully pollinated or just was never pollinated, it then goes through the male phase where it produces pollen. And the reason it does that is basically because they don't want to po- self-pollinate in nature. They, you know, it's stronger for a species for the genetics to pass between different plants. So that's why there's two separate phases and why they don't happen at the same time. Um 
So essentially it's hoping that one plant is in the male phase, a bee or whatever lands on that spadix and it brings the pollen to the other one. In terms of like my personal pollinating, uh, I'm at the point now where I'm usually taking fresh pollen from one plant and putting it to another just because there's just so many. Yeah, I'm um, like, they're just flowering all the time. I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> like, hmm, what should I, yeah. what should I do today? Mine are like one after another, just like constant, but just one. Not, not at the same time. <laughs> like you have to line it up. Yeah. And I, only if like there's something like I really care about, like in terms of, like uh, like something unique, it's like I'll then take the pollen from one and I I use tin foil and I just use a paintbrush to brush the pollen onto the tin foil, fold it up, put it into a ziploc bag and freeze it. And I do one of those uh, what do they call it? like the little silica gel packets because that uh, will take any humidity that's staying within the ziploc bag. That way the pollen is staying completely dry as it's frozen. Mm. Good tip. Science rules. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget like which comes first, like the male or the female. But I gotta remember the pollen is the peen. That's how you guys can remember. Okay? That's how I'm gonna remember. <laughs> the the look in your face when you realize what I said. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> I hate you. Uh, that's how you guys can remember. That's how I'm gonna remember. <laughs> You're very welcome. Whatever works. Yeah, whatever works for you guys. That's what's working for me. Um, <laughs> I want to know, I mean, this is like going off of pollination. I want to know how you got to know Doc Block and how you guys are buddies. That's what we need the 411 on. <laughs> I Honestly, I had reached out to do like an Instagram live. Um, and basically, uh, it just turned into like he was getting ready for like to release his hybrid names and stuff like that. And we started asking questions and Basically, you know, I asked questions about like pollination and some of the things he was doing. And then I answered a lot of questions about how to use Instagram and such. So uh, help with the launch there. And then uh, every once in a while, I'll just like text him a question or if he needs to figure out how to do something on social, he'll text me a question. <laughs> keep that. Yeah. Keep that going. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can only imagine like he seems like an Ethereum god. So <laughs> I'm sure it's really cool to get like advice from him and also be able to like, have you actually met him in person and seen his plants in person? Uh, no, um, I, I, I don't know what we're going to do with, like, with COVID still, but I was hoping to go down there in March. Some of my buddies were going to like spring training for baseball, even though it's like on, on the verge of being canceled. So uh, there's a chance I go down this year, but it's like, I don't know. I had a, in October of last year, when uh, what the hell is the name of it? The International Allied Society like sale was going on. Um, yeah, I had a brand new baby. I wasn't going to go there and risk <laughs> having to come home in quarantine. It was just uh, not working out. So uh, hopefully someday, sometime this year, I'll get down there and get to see some of the plants in person. You know, I wanted to go to that last year, and then they just had the expo. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, gosh, mm -hmm. everything well, is happening. Down I was in supposed Florida. to be down there today. But instead, I'm doing oh, a five-hour Zoom tomorrow. <laughs> so instead of being in Miami, you get to sit on Zoom in Minnesota. In Minnesota. Pretty much the same thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Totally the same. Well, with the weather we're having, it's basically Miami out there. It's like I a know, whole 30, 30 degrees. degrees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's almost above freezing. It's so, wow. so warm out. With the window wide open. <laughs> I know the Monsteros like, help me. Please don't do this to me. <laughs> well, that's what's funny. People down in Florida will be getting like cold damage on their monsteras because they're like, like oh, it was it. 60 degrees today. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, our monsteras up here are a little bit used to the temperatures dipping down a little bit more. They're like, yeah. we're cool. We're chilling. 
Um, <laughs> mine hasn't done a single thing since I moved, so that's fun. But, you know, there's still a lot of plants that are, like, adjusting after my move in, like, August. And then <laughs> and then I put them in that super cold room. But anyways, um, let's jump back into pollination since I just sidetracked us. <laughs> Would you say that there are easier anthuriums to pollinate versus others? Because I know that there's – people say that there's sterile – plants like i guess plants that are harder to pollinate they don't want to be like crossbred or something i don't know how that's working tell us so i sterile plants i feel like it's kind of overstated like when i first got into it i thought i heard more about it i mean maybe there's more i'm not i don't claim to be any kind of expert um but there are certain ones that like uh uh there's like a red velvet hybrid that like the spadix just like grows in wonky every time for a buddy so it's just like it's never even gone through any of the phases so like I think that potentially could happen, but I don't know in terms of like, like a pure species being sterile. I've never heard of anything like that, but there are definitely are ones that are harder. Like, um, you know, even like queen anthurium, like their pollen in terms of uh, crossing with other plants tends to be different, uh, t- tends to be difficult. Um, and that tends to deal with like the chromosome number. I have this book called breeding anthurium in Hawaii, and it's like a little bit over my head like I can it's like if I really wanted to sit there all day and like figure out what it was saying I'd probably understand more of it but um they have like different chromosome numbers where it's like you know it's like for most anthurium it's like they have 28 chromosomes and then warakayanum has 30 and then it has a b chromosome and it's like it's not necessary for regular life but like it could influence it's just like there's just like some of those kind of you know you know they're all the same genus but there's still like genetic differences that don't allow them to cross so uh there's that that happens so that's why like the sections of anthuriums that like you can look up online like the jay vanini article the uh complete guide like complete guide to breeding velvet anthuriums or something like that uh breaks down the different sections within the genus and like you know there might be 12 of you know 12 different types of anthurium that are easy to pollinate with each other because they're very closely related on the uh family tree um and then in terms of like difficulty too like there's certain ones like luxurians um like some of those flowers i've heard of like people having them pollinated for a year and a half before they get berries oh my god and like i think that kind of that that puts into context like that that is one of the things with plant prices where like i'm like there's people work their ass off to like Mm -hmm. make these plants and make these hybrids to be healthy like i understand why they cost a lot of money it's Mm because like i i had a I have a Lux rotting at home. It's actually perfect now. It's rebounded. <laughs> but like, like to keep a plant perfect for a year and a half and like to create a different hybrid, especially when, you know, you're crossing genetics and like, you know, the plants, you know, trying to do something that isn't necessarily natural to it. Uh, it's, uh, it's really impressive that people are able to breed these plants. And like, I understand the work that goes into it. Oh yeah. And okay. So this, we had talked about this on an older episode. I don't remember which one, but we both have had the experience where when we let a anthurium fully get to pollination, it gets through the phases, but we don't actually, even if, even if you don't pollinate it, we find that there's a degradation of the actual leaves. Mm-hmm. And we have both found uh, that in our experience. I find it more so when it's the bigger ones that I can't keep in like a high humidity area. Like the second they get that spadex, it's like, wow. Yeah, and then you have to wait for the new perfect leaf. I feel like you touched on that for a second in one of your YouTube videos where you were like something about one of the plants that had been flowering a bunch and was maybe a little bit stressed out. So Yeah, so it does happen. Um, I think the biggest thing to keep in mind is just like you – 
it's one of those things that I think is like overstated a little bit um, because it really just comes down to the plant not having what it needs. I think if you're feeding the plant enough, it's like the plant is using a lot of energy at that time. So you have to make sure that you're feeding it enough um, in terms of like just making sure the nutrients are available when they need them as they start growing, you know, the berries and whatnot. So I found in the tent, like, you know, I have some plants that have three different flowers going and they're still pushing out new leaves and everything looks like perfectly fine on the old ones. And it's just like, I'm just feeding them every time I water them, they get, you know, a liquid fertilizer and they're doing fine. I mean, it does, again, it's like, is that sustainable in your home? Probably not. Like if it's, is it unsustainable under like professional grow lights and like the perfect environment, like, yeah, then they can. So I, I definitely think it does make an impact. It doesn't have to, but like if I was growing them at home with just like, even just like a normal, like grow bulb, I think it would definitely be hard. Like you are going to see those leaves suffer. Good to know. Yeah. It's stressful. And even, I don't know. If you're not going to pollinate them, just cut them off. <laughs> that's what I tell people with like alocasias. Um, it's just certain plants that when they flower, if you're not doing anything with that flower. Just oh, yeah. get rid of it. I even you, see you, an alocasia flower yeah. coming in. I'm like, yeah, you want yeah. the leaves. We want the leaves. We don't need the flowers, especially yeah. since it's funny. And that's the way it was with anthuriums like two years ago too. Like I remember, yeah, I remember people just cutting off flowers as soon as they saw them, but now everyone wants them. <laughs> like, but that'll end too. Um, is there any other plants like, or aeroids, I guess, that are really as easy to pollinate as anthuriums? Cause it feels like they flower a little bit, I guess not faster, but they don't need to be as like mature in like numbers, like years old as like a philodendron needs to be in order to like put out big fruit. Is that true? Or am I like crazy? Not, I mean, not that I can think of. I mean, there's a lot of, honestly, when I think of aeroids, philodendron and uh, anthurium are obviously what come to mind first, but there are so many, there are so many different plants within it as well. Like, um, what is it called? Like the amorph- amorphilus, you know, those giant like ones that you always see at the botanical gardens where they're like mm-hmm. cutting the side of it mm-hmm. to pollinate. Like, I don't know how difficult all the aeroids are, but like ex- compared to philodendron, they're like drastically easier. <laughs> I feel like people start talking to me about like crossbreeding philodendrons and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like, there's not that many. Yeah, Where, like, I'm like anthuriums is like, yeah, I'm like, let's try this with that. And then this one's already a cool hybrid, but then we can put it with another hybrid and just like make a whole new plant. Like, no, I've gotten like one philodendron flower in my life and they probably, I probably would have more of them if they were in my tent, but like my philodendron pretty much been kicked out of there. I know. I don't really see a whole lot of your like China cabinet anymore. And it's mainly just like the big grow tent. Is there anything even in there anymore? No, it's, it, it is chopped up and gone. I had, uh, yeah, to move. I know it is. I, I miss it. I love that thing so much, but, um, with, with the baby, we wanted like to him to be on the same floor as up. So we literally like, I'm sitting in what was, what was this room? This was my plant room. So I still have like a couple orchids that I'm kind of neglecting behind me, but, uh, <laughs> Like, like this was where I had like a full, my stand with my plant stand is literally where I'm sitting. So we had to like our bedrooms, Kai's room, we, living rooms got moved around. So yeah, it, uh, really it was not a survivor. Yeah, the big shuffle and the, change. cause I think that's probably the first video of yours that I saw was when you were building that. Damn. Oh yeah. I love that idea. I remember when the grow light company reached out to me and I was like, really? I was like, I have a China cabinet that I'm going to put plants in. And they were like, okay. I was like, I need two grow lights. They're like, you can have one. I was like, okay. <laughs> you can have one. 
love that. And you will be happy about it. (laughs) (laughs) You can have one and you'll like it. So we talked about kind of all the coming up to the pollination and gathering the pollen. So it's in the freezer. Your next anthurium is putting out a flower. It's got the juices. It's ready to go. What do you do? That's what I'm wondering. I'm like, what does it, can it still be cold? Like, what do I do with this pollen right out of the freezer? the first time I did it, I wait, waited for it to come to room temperature. And then I was like, what am I doing? Like, how, like, that, like, that probably doesn't matter. It's like, it's also like, doesn't say cold for long. So I basically just uh, opened the tinfoil and then I rub my finger through the tinfoil and basically put a base coat all around it. When I use my finger, like I literally see just like, if you look on, at Brianthurium, where I just like track a lot of my pollination stuff, it's like, it's so thick when I put it onto the spadix. And then at that point, I'll use a paintbrush to like spread it around because at least at this point, I'm seeing like you, the pollen looks like chunky all over the spadix. It seems like it's mostly covered. And then I'm just kind of gently putting it on. A lot of people just use the paintbrush, but I, I don't know, in my experience, I feel like you're getting so much pollen within the bristles. I'd rather just like apply it right to the spadix. And then, you know, let the work afterwards. Yeah, that makes sense to me. It's like makeup, Brandon, you know, too much makeup in your brush. (laughs) We know that. It sucks it all up. Yeah, you want all the pollen you can get. You worked so hard to get it. Well, because, okay, (laughs) so we're getting back to what we talked about earlier. I'm having my first seeds pop or my first berries pop up now. It was. Congratulations. I took my crystallinum when it was pollen and my magnificum when it was fluid and i just rubbed them together yeah yeah and then we just popped the berries well he has a little baggie over them he's been able to get a couple of them out that are ready they didn't you they already just fall out on their own yeah they basically just boop. um but he has a little bag around it in case they start going flying and were you trying to like peel off the like coating of it or something yeah i just and, like took a little dowel i don't know the and then people I was say like, to do it with your avocado and i didn't do that with i mine, was like but. um i was like brandon just smush it just well, I smushed it, and then I took the seeds, because mm-hmm. the seeds have a little coating. So tell us what the proper method that yeah. you would take. To We've got prep. the seeds. We got these berries where you just picked them off. What do we do now? I told him to put them in water, because that's what I see some people do. They just sit them in water <laughs> for a little bit, and then it was like, then we'll ask Brian, and then we'll, we'll, then we'll see what to do. <laughs> I mean, honestly, everyone does it a little bit different. Like, I know what the way I had first seen it is like literally putting a glass of water, and I just pop, rub the berry against the side, and it pops out, and it basically gets washed as I do that. Like, I can... The way I can do that, I can pop 100 berries and then I basically just like pour out the seedlings and fill it up with water again and then pour out like the pulp or whatever you want to call it like that like gets in there. Um, but lots of people do it different. Like um, I've seen people take uh, like a strainer and they basically just rub the berries on there and then wash, put water through it through the strainer. I've seen people use paper towels, like they put the berry in a paper towel, a wet paper towel, and they just pop it like that. I know I, the way I do it, like probably is the laziest way. Uh, That's and what we it need. works fine. That's yeah, what we it works fine. Yeah, I like that one. Because you basically wash them and pop them at the same time. So, Oh, yeah. Let's just two in one, just get it done. You know I like to have minimal steps. <laughs> yes. Zero steps if possible. Yeah. We're just going to go straight to it. When can we start getting leaves? <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know what substrate you're going to do, Brandon? Because I don't think you have tree fern like I, everybody I, else is using. I don't know what to use. I, I need some well, suggestions. Well, because I think a lot of people use sphagnum just fine. I don't think, like, I, I'm sure Brian will say, you don't necessarily have to go out and find a new substrate if you don't want to. Like, I'm sure sphagnum works just fine. But I see a lot of people using the tree fern lately for the seeds. It's the best stuff. It's the best thing ever. It's the best ever. You can buy small bags. I I buy the big bags on Amazon, but if you just need a small bag, you can get on um, 
they sell small bags on Amazon uh, or Josh's Frogs sells a lot Josh's of Josh's Frogs. Trades. Yep. Um, We're going there right now. But um, I mean, the first time I bought seeds, I literally had no idea. That's why I started making some of those YouTube videos about how to care for seeds. Because the first time I did it, there was like nothing. I had no idea what I was doing. I used the I used like the sphagnum moss you buy at like the store that isn't real sphagnum moss, and it was like moldy <laughs> immediately. The super moss. Yeah. So yeah, like it's not even not even super moss. It was worse than that. Oh no. And then I use and then I I the first ones I had anthurium lucens that I have now, but like I grew those in just peat. Like it was just like that peat seed starter that you buy for like, like vegetables or whatnot. Um, but yeah, sphagnum moss is awesome. I just like, once you have to pull the roots out of sphagnum moss, it's just like, nope, no time for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so tree fern is just like, not only are they easy to pull apart, it's, they, they, it gets less algae. Like, I don't know if it was Jay Diaz or bunny Amanda that like told me to use it first, but like, I, I thank them so much for it because it makes life so much easier. Yeah. I'm still trying to get a hang of like seeing when it's dry. Cause I can tell it starts to get a little bit lighter in color. Um, mm-hmm. but then there's this happy medium between like having it too wet and like, you know, not wet at all. Kind of like my issue with sphagnum moss. Cause I was always, people yeah. always <laughs> have sphagnum moss way too wet and it's like sopping wet. And I'm like, eh, you shouldn't, if you could wring <laughs> it out and it's like, like that's too much. Um, that's yeah. tough because if I leave it in my cabinets, my cabinets don't have fans. I'm not fancy. Um, like it's just, it's shut. It's doing its greenhouse effect on its own. Like I don't have even humidifiers <laughs> in there. But when I keep it shut for a long time, sometimes we'll start getting a little funky, not so good looking stuff growing in there. Not oh, yeah. So <laughs> I got to make sure I'm airing it out and keeping it moist, but not too much. It's scary. <laughs> it's intimidating. You need fans. Yeah, I need to get some fans. <laughs> fans I got, are key. I got the, I need to get some computer ones because I got those like Target dollar section ones because, you know, I love the Target dollar section, which by the way, people call it the bullseye section. I don't know if it's because I'm like young, but like I call it the dollar section bullseye. What are you guys talking about? Um, I, I mean, I know that's <laughs> what the dog. calls the bullseye section? Everybody on the internet. Everybody. It's the dollar section. <laughs> Everyone's One, calling three it or bull, five bullseye, dollars. like the dog. I know the dog's name is bullseye, but anyways, um, they had these little Target fans. I don't know if they were three or five dollars. Um, I put one just in my greenhouse because it wouldn't turn on. I got, or it wouldn't turn off. Like I put the batteries in and it was on and I'm like, okay, I'm flipping on and off and it's just like constantly on. So I just put it in my little greenhouse and it ran all day. And and then it, I don't know if it just sucked up the battery in that day, but it stopped. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my story. And now I need computer fans. (laughs) I'll have to ask my boyfriend. He's the computer person. I'll be like, Eddie, what fans should I get? He'll be really excited that I asked him for Planet He would love that. And then we'll just buy the cheap ones anyway, so it won't even matter. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So you you were talking about how your book is like about mental health. And one of our uh, listeners, uh, Botany underscore, or Botany by underscore Nicole asked, do you ever get burned out by having so many plants? And kind of what is the, the mental health repercussions of owning plants? Yeah, uh, so I, I never, I would say before the tent, I never did. Like, um, I always, but like, that was just like me personally. I don't know. It's like, I, I lo- love having plants. Like, I don't know. I Most of my setups were made so I can water things quickly. Like, I don't know. I like I, everything I've ever done with plants is like, how can I take care of this as lazily as possible while it still does well? And so like, I never was really exhausted from that angle. I did have like a burnout from TikTok for a while because it was just like, plants and planting and gardening, whatever you want to call it was like my relaxing hobby. And then all of a sudden it became like a, 
you know, I went through a phase. It was like, how do I keep growing? How do I do, how do I monetize it more? And then I was just like, what am I doing? Like, I like, I like, I really don't, like, I don't even like, like, like people that much. So like, why do I keep getting more followers? Relatable content. So like, I, uh, I got to that point where I was like, I was like, I stopped caring about followers like at all. Um, and just kind of focus on my plants again. So like that burnout was it for a bit. I remember I talked to Kevin from Epic Gardening about it. I was like, I was like, I don't know how to like enjoy my hobby as much anymore. And he like was like, just turn off the cameras for a while. And he's like, you know, it's like you gotta just like take care of things for yourself. Um and then I think with the tent now, because like it's not in my I don't have a basement. So it's like over at my parents' house and it's like it's like like I have to like go there to like take oh care of things. God. So it's they like dead here. Yeah, it's like I can't live. <laughs> yeah, it's like I it's like I don't I can't like put Kai to bed and then go take care of plants. It's like I have to either if I go to the gym in the morning, I stop by there and just like try and water things quickly or like when we go over. So it's like I think there's a little bit of burnout from that is like, you know, when all my plants were at my home and this summer, once I can use my outdoor greenhouse again and I'm putting up a little like shade cloth and whatnot, like that will be fine where it's like, oh, I have 15 minutes, let me take care of it. Now that it's like I have to take care of my plant. Like I have to schedule time to like take care of my plants. Like there's a bit of a burnout there, but it's like, I don't know. Once I'm actually in the tent, I love it, but it's just like thinking about like scheduling time or figuring out when's a good time to go there with all the other responsibilities. It can be tough at times. So I think sometimes you just got to reset and uh, I can't wait for it to be warmer. I'll say that. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds like a pain in the butt. I can, I can barely get myself to leave the house for things I have to do. My grow tent in the basement doesn't exist. (laughs) <laughs> I know you were like, I gotta go down there. Everything's probably super thirsty, and you're like, well, mm. half of most of this is not thirsty. Yeah. So maybe you were down there recently, and you just didn't know. No, it just like it's like 99 percent humidity at all. It's times. just taking care of itself. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of a tent. It's not very yeah. cute or aesthetically pleasing um, all the yeah. time having like a tent, but I don't know when you gotta have stuff grow and you want to trick them into thinking it's not winter time. You gotta do what you gotta do. Gets the job done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does. Well, should we hop back up to this one question? I want to answer. Well, we have a question from Benji, the Benji. Should we ask it? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Says, what is more difficult to take care of? Your Ethereum collection or your new baby? Oh, baby. It's it's literally, (laughs) it's not even, it's not, I'm like, I, I fight the urge to like ever make a post about it, but people being like, oh, like, my parents asked when I had kids and I have plants. I'm just like, yo, like you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like, it's like caring for a human. It's just like, it's, it is a, it's crazy. Literally. The second it's any of my crazy. plant friends, like, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to have a kid. Well, guess what? I'll take your plants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It's like my, my plants have never screamed at me, you know? And it's like, <laughs> and, I, you know, and frankly, if you want to let a plant die, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah no uh, I mean, you baby can't let a kid fun. die you just will oh have some yeah yeah, yeah, there are yeah consequences. <laughs> yeah and you can like you you can traumatize a human a lot easier than a plant i mean even though plants can mm, be a little finicky <laughs> plants can be finicky um humans are very sensitive so oh, yeah i don't that's that's scary the, the uh the sleep deprivation um you go through with a baby is truly like unlike anything like it's just like it's like you think about a time in your life where like you party too hard or you're up all night and like you had to go do something it's just like you don't understand what it's like until you've done it for that for four months in a row <laughs> it's like there's like there's no it's like there's no comparison it's nuts 
But it's all a blur. Yeah. Do you guys have plans for more children? Or are you kind of like a one and done? You think? Uh, no, we're gonna we're definitely gonna have another, and then we'll uh, we'll see from there. I think plan. that. Uh, yeah, I think uh, some some kids think, need siblings. You know, I think I did better without because I'm kind of. I wish crazy. I would have been an only child. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell my mom all the time, I'm like, think about the life we could live. Think about the trips we could have taken. Think about the purses you could have buy, but you decide to have two more kids. <laughs> I think my my brother and sister, I think, are great together. So I'm glad they have each other. I have like half brother, half sister. Um, and I think that they, you know, it was great that they had each other, but I was definitely like only child queen. I can't I can't imagine having another like person running around. I had my cat. It was me, my mom and the cat, you know. I can't imagine any other, uh, any other way. Love you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> our parents actually do listen to this, which is kind yeah, of funny. Our parents are like our biggest fans. It so is like, funny, yeah. Like we my mention them doesn't listen to this, episode. but <laughs> our parents listen. <laughs> Literally, neither of our boyfriends listen. I, I, sent, yeah. I sent Kyle the episode with Sonia. I'm like, this was the greatest episode ever. He was like, okay. And didn't listen. <laughs> my boyfriend doesn't even follow me on like socials. Like he's not on Instagram. <laughs> he doesn't know my TikToks or what I'm doing on there. Like, Actually, my mom doesn't follow me on TikTok either. She thinks it's private. Like, not like literally private. She's like, oh, that's like a private thing. I shouldn't be following that. Mom, <laughs> it's for everybody to see. Any Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be posting anything on like TikTok. I would be mad of, that my grandma would see. You know what I mean? Like, anyone can see the TikToks. I don't care. You can use this for the ad section. You can put an ad. Be like, mom, please start uh, following me on TikTok. <laughs> Oh my god, that would be so funny. Actually, you know what's funny? My mom has TikTok. She watches TikTok. My mom got TikTok, TikTok before I got TikTok. <laughs> oh my god, I, would, I didn't expect oh that. God. Lisa loves TikTok. Well, anyway, let's let's open the floor, Brian. Do you have any questions for us or anything you want to talk about that you have coming up? Anything that mm. the viewers need to know about? No pressure. No, I I think the only thing that I'd add from like the Anthurium side is like go at your own pace. I think it's like I think part of the hype of what's happening right now is that the rarity of things make people like plants more than they actually like the plant themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really talk about it this much because I like, sometimes wonder if I'm just projecting. Um, but like you should say like it. like take like take your time. Uh, kill a twenty dollar one before you buy your two hundred dollar one um like take your time figuring them out and then like uh just always do your research it's like knowing who you're buying from is more important than like the name of a plant isn't what matters it is mm-hmm. seeing what the parents look like seeing uh finding out where the, maybe where the plant came from and just buying from good growers because it's like i think people get excited to go on facebook and they're like oh it's uh i don't know it's a it's a peppy hybrid it's like and then you grow this plant and it's like this ugly little thing. And they're like, oh, I, I got it for a hundred bucks when you could have spent 120 and bought it from someone legitimate. And like, you have a beautiful plant that you're going to love forever. That's what's scary about people making these like hybrids and not knowing what they look like when they're older. You know, like, I like the people who are fully transparent being like, I bred this and I bred this. I don't know what it is. Yeah, someone like, else might've done it before, but yeah, like here's what, what you I get did. is what you get. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like admittedly I do get like too excited when I see other people in the comments being like, Oh my God, yes, I want this. Like I'll take two, I'll take three. I'm like, Oh my God, people want this. Maybe I want this. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, look at yeah. the plant. Be like, really, is this something that I can see in my space? Is this something that I'm going to want to walk up to every day and be checking on that growth? Is that something that's going to excite me? 
Um, cause maybe yeah. it won't, you know, and I, I like, I got probably an uncommon Ethereum before, not probably, I definitely got an, un, an uncommon Ethereum before ever going out and getting like a cheap one that you can just find at the grocery store. So I really didn't know anything about Ethereum. Have like, you ever had one you can just get at the grocery no. store? I haven't either. Yeah. I'm like, what? They look, uh, they do look pretty different. Like there, I feel like there are a lot of like common philodendrons that look like uncommon philodendrons but i don't know maybe i'm crazy i feel like there aren't a lot of like anthuriums out there that are like dupes for the expensive ones well that a lot of those like those anthurium that you see in grocery stores were one of those like i talked about the breeding in hawaii mm-hmm. so the anthurium flowers like on andrianum the ones you see in the stores can last a really long time and they were bred for their flower colors so like and by flower i mean like the spathe so that's why they were bred for the look of those flowers and that's why maybe the leaves aren't as nice as versus the ornamental ones that are popular nowadays the more you know that is fascinating Oh my gosh. That's why people, I'm like, no wonder, because like, that is the more interesting part of it to look at is the flower, you know, like, even though I don't really care for color, like the leaves aren't all that, all that exciting. So they're just there. That Mm -hmm. makes sense. People wanted them. And you know, what is kind of interesting to me when I see people make like flower arrangements and they like spray paint it gold. Have you seen that? Like, it's like Ethereum flower and it's like all gold. It's no. really cute. I'm like, okay, I see it. Like when they mix it up in there, that's kind of fun. But <laughs> very interesting. I love learning about plants. I don't really care about learning about anything else. But <laughs> same. <laughs> I, it's the thing I've learned the most about over the most amount of years. Where most things in school, I'm like, mm, it's sticking. It's better. Not like, a big fan of just this. Throwing things at the brain and expecting it to stay, but the plant stuff, it's sticking <laughs> a little bit. So we'll just keep it keep it around. Yeah. Okay, Brandon, what else do we got? Should we wrap this up? We are up? getting towards the end of this very, very informative podcast. <laughs> so as we're ending the episode, let's read a five-star review. Oh, I'm pulling yes, it up right now. <laughs> Brian, have you given us a five-star review? Oh, my gosh, don't feel like you have to because <laughs> I, don't even know if I, know how, I don't even know if I know how to do that. I'm not I, I am subscribed, and I listen to yes. the... Uh, I didn't listen to the latest one, but I listened to the neurodivergent one. I really enjoyed that conversation, but let's see. Did I actually review it? Time to find out. Are you a Spotify or an Apple listener? Apple. I'm a Spotify listener. You know, what's funny. I mean, I know that I'm not, my phone hates me lately, Brandon, but every time I open up Apple podcasts, my phone crashes. (laughs) (laughs) It like literally turns off. I'm like, okay, I guess I just won't open Apple podcasts and I don't have Spotify anymore because I don't have access to the email. Oh, I don't have access to the email that I started the Spotify with, you know, just Nicole things. Um, so if you're listening to this and you know how to cancel a Spotify account that you don't have access to, hit me up. Thank Actually, you. I've done that. So I, I can help you. Give me, give me your phone. Without changing my whole bank account. Because <laughs> whenever you go to Wells Fargo or your bank or whatever, and, they're, and you're like, I just want to dispute this transaction. And they're like, oh, you want a whole new card and a card number so that you have to change everything? Okay, let's send you a new one. I'm like, no, no, no. I didn't mean to do that. But... You know, okay. I can only stall for so long. Brandon. Okay, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I think we really underestimated the people who actually write reviews. We get mostly just the five just, stars. No, yeah. Re- so you we're going to have this ready. We're beforehand. we're flashback into May. Okay, okay. <laughs> maybe we read this one already. So I don't think so. Well, what so is this it? is this is from J period at sign slash dollar sign <laughs> semicolon ninety four at. Super fun and informational. 
that's that's the topic. Oh, I uh, thought that was it. I love watching Brandon and Nicole on TikTok, and together they are so fun to listen to. In addition, the information they provide is intriguing and helpful. Can't wait to keep listening. Intriguing. Well, Jay, and a lot of signs. Thank you so much for your review. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And if you're listening right now, Brian, write a five-star review with a really great <laughs> description so we can read it on air. <laughs> oh, my God. Anywho, let's tell people, well, I guess we can either tell people or Brian can. Where can people find you on the socials? Um, so, yeah, it's a Tang Houseplants on TikTok and Instagram. And then uh, I think on YouTube where I'm just starting to post stuff more. It's really, I'm only, I'm honestly posting Anthurium stuff just for when I sell seeds or seedlings that like when people ask how to take care of it, I can just send them a video instead of mm-hmm. typing out a paragraph every time. Yeah, Smart. But uh, I, here's my link. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just Brian Achu, which is A-T-C-H-U-E. But yeah, you can find them all through Hanging Houseplants too. Yeah, and if you want to get nerdy and like watch a little bit more of Brian's um, Anthurium journey, you can follow Brian Therium, Brian Anthurium oh, right. all together. Yeah, and these will um, all be linked in the episode description. Yes, <laughs> uh, if you want to hear more about Anthuriums, because I know you don't always want to be spamming your main account with the Anthurium stuff. I mean, I love it, but we love to see it. Um, <laughs> I like seeing just like how things evolve. Like, I like being able to scroll down on people's pages and be like oh my gosh, that's what that plant looked like months ago. And then you get to scroll back up and I don't know. It's cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about Brian there. And that's the whole point of that is just to be like, Hey, like I can show you exactly when this plant was pollinated. It's like, you know what you're getting from me uh, for future crosses. <laughs> it's all documented, all legit, yep. all honest, all legit. Yeah. <laughs> just so honest. Yeah. Trustworthy. No scams. Honest, <laughs> honest seller. 10 stars. All right, Brandon. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Okay, you can find me on all the social medias at Brandon Botanical. Yay. I switched my username in case you did not know. Yes, we love. Used to be Branaconda, now I'm Brandon Botanical. We love being consistent everywhere. I know at some point I had to change mine over to Nicole Larson Grows. So, like, Instagram and TikTok are the same. So, that's very cool. Make sure you go check out... Brandon's Plants, Monster Plant Co. He just had a drop, um, like, not too long before we recorded this. So maybe yeah. there's some left. Go get some plants. There might be. I, I mean, got an we're, Anthurium. We're getting kind of... I literally got an Anthurium from the drop. No one can see it, but I'm going to show <laughs> Brian. <laughs> right now. It's so cute. Little Very baby. nice. What is it? Cute little baby Magnificum. It's a Magnificum that was, like, a big, big Magnificum, and for whatever reason, I just couldn't keep it alive, and then I chopped it, and now it has four growth it points out of It literally has four one. babies in here, which I'm really That's excited great. about. I'm like, yay. It's it's very fun to have. I mean, especially since they're a little bit slower growing, like, having multiple growth points and having, like, multiple to check on is really fun. So I like that. And there's um, some fun beneficial buggies to take home too also my favorite <laughs> my favorite part about this was that you posted it for other people to buy you said go check this out and then you <laughs> oh yeah i posted on my story i'm like oh my god look how cute this is and then i was like i snapchat brandon and i was like i actually really want to see what that looks like because you know like some pictures can be taken like some of them are a little bit old i'm like brandon show me what that plant looks like right now and i was like and then he shows me it and i'm like okay well it was only a day after i took that picture well, like you never know. I was like, okay, well, I just, I, I want to know. Because you also had a bigger one, too. There was, like, a little baby with a bunch of growth and then a big one. And I knew I didn't really have room for that. So, little baby it is. And I'm excited to watch it grow. Even though I already have a Magnificum, the one that's all ripped up in Lekka. 
But now we have a little good one to grow. All right, guys, we're going to let Brian go to bed. Thank you very much for listening. Do we press our buttons so that we can like? Have oh, the yeah. Music oh, my in? God. This is the first time we're going to play our Bing out. bong. <laughs> <laughs> and Nicole presses the wrong button. No, I, that was no, that was on purpose. One thousand percent. I want you to know that I pressed bing bong. I knew that was bing bong. Anyways, <laughs> thanks oh, for listening. I can guys. hear the music. Yeah. Brian, can you hear the music? I can. Hey, it's coming in. You're the first That's guest great. to hear the music. Yeah. It's, it's Thanks for rolling fun. out the red carpet. Thanks for having hey, me. You are so you. welcome. Thank, thank you, you for, for being here. Being here. We learned so much. You guys have a great week. You're looking fabulous. Go get yourself a plant if you want. Go trade plants. Get Go an Anthurium. Get an Anthurium. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.